fucking retarded, bro. Black guns, black guns matter. Equates to racism. Yes, that's what you're equating them to. You're equating black guns to black people, black lives. That's exactly what you're doing. I hope that, I hope those guns are as important to you as other people's lives. Well, what what do you know about black lives, bro? Turn, turn, turn around and up, bro. Why are you getting so angry? Because you know I'm right. No, you know I'm right. Yeah, bro. You, are you are you not equating guns to lives? Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. Save lives! So, what's up guys? I am James Hake. This is The Hake Report. It is Tuesday, February 18th, 2020. Live in hour four of Jesse Lee Peterson's stream. Thank you, Jesse. On YouTube, dlive.tv slash Jesse Lee Peterson. Uh, Mixer.com slash JLP Talk. And of course, Periscope at JLP Talk on Periscope. What you just witnessed was a fight at a Bernie rally, of course. And uh, some basically some Bernie bros fighting over race. Dumb. And I have a little brief news clip kind of explaining what happened. And um, I'll play it for you, and then I'll just kind of describe the backstory of what is claimed to have happened. So here's this. Yeah. New video shows a fight breaking out in the middle of Bernie Sanders' Denver rally on Sunday. Look at these two going at it. Sanders was giving his speech at the Colorado Convention Center when these two guys started fighting. They pushed through a metal barrier and ended up on the ground before bystanders tried to separate them. It's not clear what they were fighting about. Security did not kick them out, but they separated them instead. And Sanders apparently didn't skip a beat. He kept right on with his speech. <laughs> Sanders probably didn't notice. He's probably poor eyesight, hard of hearing. But this was actually they went under a platform where the cameras were. It wasn't under it was not under Bernie's stage where he was standing because you could see in the camera shot. And the story goes that well, the left is more violent, right? I got this from Drudge video brawl erupts during Bernie's speech and it was from CBS4 in Denver, Colorado. A fight broke out in the middle of the Bernie Sanders rally on Sunday evening at the Colorado Convention Center. The Democrat presidential candidate rallied thousands of supporters in Denver. He's the only one who can pull thousands of people. Hillary, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas did it once in the middle of, like, the most populous city in the United States, New York City. But anyways, um, he's the only one besides Trump who pulls any kind of excitement. The fight went partially under the stage platform. You know, Bernie's old. He didn't notice. But apparently it was a black guy who supports the Second Amendment. Or a mixed-race black guy. He kind of looked a little light-skinned. Lighter than Joel, even. <laughs> Not that Joel's that light. But uh, he's 70%. <laughs> but, uh, 
But um, he claims to agree, this black guy who was wearing a black Guns Matter t-shirt, you've seen it before, I'm sure, or heard about that, claims to agree with Bernie on some things, but apparently, I don't know why, but apparently he was booing, according to... Um, well, one of the one of the aggressors, the white guy, who got in a fight with him, and a white dude, white-looking guy. I don't know if that guy is actually white. The guy who's saying it's racist to wear a Black Guns Matter versus Black Lives Matter T-shirt. He uh, and he had a earring on his on his uh, lip. Gross. He looked he looked ethnic to Nick. <laughs> Might have been. Wasn't my kind of white. I'm extra white. <laughs> but anyways, um, he was saying that you're equating black guns with black lives, and that's racist. Dumb, huh? And that's why I said guns save lives instead of, hey, guys. And they argued about it. The white guy appeared to put his hand out, saying, that shirt's racist. And then a scuffle started. Play it again. It's just kind of funny. He's dumb. dumb <laughs> Don't, look at these people at the Bernie rally. Very low energy. Boring. Green haired feminist. I'm telling you, you're retarded, bro. <laughs> black guns, black guns matter equates to racism? Yes, that's what you're equating them to. You're equating black guns to black people, black lives. That's exactly what you're doing. I hope, that, I hope those guns are as important to you as other people's lives. Well, what, what do you know about black lives, bro? Turn, turn around and fuck up, bro. Why are you getting so angry? Because you know I'm right. You know I'm right. Yeah, bro. You, are, you, are you not equating guns to lives? You don't have the right to speak on and then the fight starts. <laughs> and the black guy talks, reminds me of how um, there's this YouTuber called Some Black Guy who's been on Jesse's show before. Some Black Guy. I forget his real name. Derek something? And he sounds a lot like that guy. Maybe it was him. No, I don't think so. But some black guy uses that word bro a lot, and he just sounds, I don't know, sounds like one of the Bernie bros or something, I don't know. But it was dumb. And that, you heard a female voice chiming in, you don't have a right to talk about black lives, I guess, because this guy's white, this dumb guy who's calling him racist. And supposedly both guys independently called CBS4 Denver because CBS4 got footage of it which we showed in the news clip of those guys fighting in it. Like, the white guy drove the black guy into kind of good, uh, good technique, actually. But he drove him underneath the footage, I mean, the platform where the cameraman was. And it was caught on the local news camera. So the white guy accused the black one of booing during the speech and trying to video record, and that's when the fight started, according to him. But he's a lying liberal. He cleaned up what he did wrong. He was arguing. And he was exploiting the anger of the black guy. The black guy started cussing at him right away for saying that black guns matter is racist. Because it's a dumb thing to say, but didn't need to be cussing and getting mad about it. Just been, you're stupid. <laughs> but they are passionate people.
with his the white guy's dumb point. And Black Lives Matter is a joke. Black Lives Matter is not for black lives. Where's the uh, where are they on abortion? And where are they on behave yourself, stop resisting arrest? So it's a joke. But I just wanted to share that with you. Let me get to some callers, and then I have some other news and items that I want to address if I have time. All right? Mr. Badger out of England. First time hey, caller. James. Hey, good to hear from you. Long time no here, actually. Yeah. Cause yeah, I good to talk to you. I haven't been on Discord uh, in forever. Yeah. I said I haven't been on Discord in forever. So I haven't. I know you should come on sometime. You still yeah. on there? Yeah, yeah. All yeah. the time. It's been some time. Yeah, I got to get on. There. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to call you out on something. Okay. Go for it. So I was watching the uh, upload of the show at the end of the one you covered for Jesse. Yes. And you're telling a caller. I think he said he didn't want to be labeled as left wing. Right. And you're telling him, oh, but the left wing hates labels. But that's not really true because the left wing has LGBTQ, APP plus, and right. uh, like, like, you know, being trans or cisgender, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So something I always noticed was they really love labels. You know, that's true, well, and they like the, the label racist and sexist and yes. white supremacist yeah, and all that stuff. They just don't like yeah. being labeled themselves um, outside of, you know, it's basically um, against their will. So they don't like you to give them a label. Right. You know, it's so hypocritical, okay, too, sense. because they don't like being labeled something that they don't claim to be. But mm -hmm. they are certainly happy to accuse... Whites of being neo-Nazis and alt-right when they yeah. don't call themselves that. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, they, they come up with labels for everything. Like, do you know the website Tumblr? Yeah. It's kind of like a, a cesspit for that kind of stuff. Definitely. They'll, like, call themselves, like, foxkin. Like, they want to be, their spirit is part fox and weird, weird stuff like that. Yeah. So they love coming up with new labels. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, they're constantly, mm -hmm. like, the... It used to just be... LGB, no, LGB, yeah, and then they started yeah, being LGBT, like or it actually used to be just LG, because Glad, Possibly, I'm yeah. going to be talking about Glad, because I want to start a, I want to start a anti-defamation group for whites, but one that doesn't make you hate whites, make everybody hate whites, not a victim-minded <laughs> group, but there's this victim-minded radical homosexual group called Glad. Gay and Lesbian okay. Alliance Against Defamation, right? G-L-A-A-D. And um, so they used to be just gay and lesbian. Now they have like more and more and more labels. L-G-B-T-Q-I-A plus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair point, crazy. man. All right, all right. I had another thing, if you have time. Yeah, go for it. Um, I think you said on that same show that you're attracted to women outside of your race. Is that true? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay, so I didn't realize that. Interestingly, <laughs> so my first girlfriend was actually a Somalian girl. Wow. And um, what are you? I definitely... Huh? And what are you? Oh, I'm white. Okay. White English. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I definitely hated my mama, so... Yeah. Uh, you think so that's I, where I, it I came from, people, that attraction? Um, I'm not sure. Like, my parents told me, uh, they took me, before they split up, they took me to, like, a, a black church, apparently. Wow. 
I live in like an immigrant-heavy city. Yeah. Like it was the immigrant capital of England. I don't know if it still is. Yeah. But there's loads of uh, Africans, Asians, Indians. That's what diversity so, does. It messes with the children. Yeah, it's not not necessarily a good thing. Like people seem it, to want to insist. Right. Um. So yeah. So I interestingly, when I forgave my mom, I kind of realized straight away that because um, I kind of dropped. You know, being into your into your head about things. Yeah. I praying, and I realized like the attraction I had to women of different races. It, it was it wasn't really real in a way. Yeah. I still like women. Right. And I still think other race w- women can be, you know, pretty or beautiful. But I don't have like a desire for them. I don't have any reason. Like I don't feel like I want one as my wife. If that makes sense. You're um, married now? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. No. I'm I'm just 23. I haven't really met anyone suitable yet. But, you know, I'm just waiting. Right. Wow, um, that's nice. That's a nice just, report. It's cooled, yeah, yeah. Your, it's cooled your passions and uh, calmed that perversion. That's nice. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was very strange because I heard you and Jesse talk about it a lot. And I thought, well, hmm, why wouldn't you be attracted to someone of another race? Right. It never made sense to me. Yeah, yeah. But somehow, when I forgave, it just it just changed. I wasn't expecting it, but it happened. Nice. So, yeah. That is a one. that's a cool report. And yeah, I feel that people who find themselves attracted to other races and they kind of know that that's from like a uh, reaction or perversion or you know this outside world. Um, not to, I think it's wise not to worry about it and just, just live and be, and don't fools rush in, you know, don't rush in. And, um, that's cool. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Right on. Good. Um, good. What is it called? Good testimonial, Mr. Badger. Yes. Testimony. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So you right. heard Jesse's advice to go forgive your mother, and you did that? Yeah. So I I first listened in White History Month, which was amazing. I yeah. loved it. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's when you started up doing your show more often, was it? Yes, it is. Around then? Yeah. Yep. And so I watched your shows, too, for the, you know, I was pretty much watching it daily. Yeah. And then I grew up an atheist. Like My mom's like a Hindu-Buddhist kind of thing. I didn't really spend much time with my dad. Yeah. Um, anyway. Wow. So, and your mother's white? I was always atheist. Uh, my mom's white. My dad's white. Yeah. And she was Hindu? So she's just into, she's like a vegan, feminist, yeah. socialist. So common. She's into right? all the bad things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you still, and you still were able to see the truth and wake up. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because Everything Jesse said about politics was awesome, <laughs> and I, I loved it, so I kept watching and listening. I yeah. heard him talk about sex out of wedlock, and I was like, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah. And even though I was never religious, I never had any kind of belief, any kind of tie to that. I was even somewhat anti-religious in a way. Yeah. But I just thought, you know what? I'll try the silent prayer. So I did that for two weeks. And straight away, it was crazy. I noticed my thoughts going like, you know, doing things com- that completely weren't me. Yeah. I think the first time I prayed, like, 
my thoughts were saying Satan, Satan, Satan. And I was like, well, well, I'm not, I'm not making it say that. Yeah. So what's going on here? <laughs> and I did it for basically the whole 15 minutes. And then I stopped playing and it kept going Satan, 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 Satan. I was like hanging my laundry. And I just relaxed because that's what Jesse says, relax. Right. And eventually it stopped. And yeah, so it was crazy. For two weeks, I was like overcoming that. And I went to forgive my mom. And I didn't know, you know, I didn't expect to be scared because my mom isn't that scary, I guess. Yeah. But on the train over there, I was I was shaking. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I was sweating. And my thoughts were saying all sorts of things like, oh, she'll hate you forever. And I knew that. I knew that wasn't true. Yeah. And they, they were saying like, you know, oh, her, her partner will hit you or she won't, won't let you see your brother, all this kind of stuff. And I guess that that just kind of, kind of hammers it home that if my thoughts are trying to stop me from forgiving, then I really need to forgive, right? Yeah. That's a good point. It it really showed, like, the evil side to it. Right. Yeah, um, that's nice. So, yeah. You were able to see that. I don't know if I'd say I know God yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I not hesitate to call ego satanic. Yeah. In, in the way it acts. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. Like, people notice evil before they, before they notice good. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you agreed with, with Jesse about the truth that he was telling about different things. But, mm-hmm. um, like, Nick, the producer, Jesse's new producer, he's not that new, but he, um, he didn't really notice Trump as being... Um, a solid guy, but he noticed the evil and the hatred was yes. like way out of proportion. Yep. And he noticed evil. So that, that kind of stopped. I think he's no longer an atheist because he realized that evil ex- exists. And so he thinks that God must exist. Yeah, but people have said to me like, mm-hmm. oh, if you believe in Satan, you have to believe in God, right? Maybe, or if you I don't know. believe in, you know, good and evil, you have to believe in God. But I'm just not, I'm not sure what believing like that right. is. Well, don't worry about it, because if you try to force it, you'll end up like the fake Christians who repeat stuff that they think they know. Of course. And you'll be an intellectual, and you'll be lost. Yeah. (laughs) And not realize Yeah, Jesse has so much wisdom. It's amazing. Yeah. Man, that's that's a great report, Mr. Badger. I'm glad you called. Cheers, James. What an honor. Take care, man. And you're 23? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm 23 years old, yeah. Nice. Nice age. <laughs> Children around the world are waking up, right? Yeah, definitely. White guys, too. Were you into the white yeah. thing at all before? Um, or are you now? The white or thing? Oh, do you mean like nationalism? Yeah, like nationalism and, um, you know, the, the... Not really, no. Okay. I, I was always like right-wing. Yeah. Um, but libertarian, so not like I religious, see. not like... You know, I was always into liberty like free economics and stuff. Right. But I never got, I never had a problem with racial stuff. I mean, I always noticed like we've got a, a what you might call a Muslim issue in this country. A what issue? Terrorism. Muslim. Oh, Muslim issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The terrorism, like the, the van attacks and knife attacks in London. Yeah. And then you've got like grooming gangs and like Luton, Rotherham. True. Um, which have been grooming children since the 70s and the police have been turning a blind eye because they don't want to be called racist yeah so 
It's kind of like, like I've always been aware of racial issues. Yeah, but I've never been like I've never been super pro-white. So right, it's surprising to me when I stopped being attracted to non-whites. Yeah, but it's not a bad thing. Right, it makes sense. Yeah, that is cool. Were you, as a libertarian, were you for same-sex marriage and all that stuff? Or is that an issue um, over there? I, I always used to, well, I'm not the same as I used to be now, but I always used to think the government shouldn't be involved in marriage, like minimal, okay. just the judicial side. Yeah. And then, because I wasn't religious, I was like, if I ever got mar- married, it would just it'd just be a little contract of something like a prenup, I guess. Right. Um, uh so, uh, okay. what was the question again? Were you, as a libertarian, were you fine with, like, same-sex marriage? And I would add abortion and things like that. Cause I mean, if it's related okay to with. the church, then it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, that's not... So, n- not really. Um, I, I was full of people doing what they want. Right. And I guess still, I, I'm like, well, it's their life, not mine. Right. right. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't really see... It's not the same thing, because a marriage, part of the good thing about it is that you raise a family. Right. I don't think a same-sex couple, so-called, could raise children right. Yeah. I never thought that would be possible, because right. I don't think you can fill that role. Yep. Well, Mr. Badger, it's an honor to talk to you. I'm glad you called into the show. That's cool. Cheers. Yeah, oh. wonderful to talk to you, Hake. All right. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Samuel out of Sweden. Samuel, good to hear from you. Uh, hi there, Hake. Uh, hey. Hey, James Hake. Hey. What's up? Yeah, well, you know, I want to call in because the last time I called, I, I said that I was engaged to be married, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I, yeah, you did. Did I mention that? Yeah, well, there's. <laughs> Some weeks ago, she came to me and broke off the engagement. Oh, that's good. Is that a good thing? You know, uh, I would like to say that I I didn't re- I didn't really like it because I mean I, I was the one that proposed. But right, uh, the only thing the interesting was that she since then she had given me lots of excuses why, but in one of her last uh, well we texted each other. And then in the last message, she actually said very interesting things. She said that she thought that she, she should be an instrument of God to change me. <laughs> and I mean, I was like amazed because you know, I didn't know that. <laughs> and and she said that she realized she couldn't change me. Good. So why. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, and then, I mean, that was an amazing testament to what, uh, what uh, yes, Philip Peterson is doing right. to make men stronger. Because I don't really see myself strong. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, uh, you know, a w- woman's ego, uh, ego is pretty big. Yeah. Because I know, uh, I actually know my mother thought she could change my father. And I mean, <laughs> and she had an, a, a huge ego to try to do that. But I mean, I don't know, but. She, she, I guess I scared her off. Then. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't really like she, that she ran away. Because right, I, I know. You know I, but, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I've been honest all the time, and in 
I mean, she she's through uh, hell because she believes thought, uh, yeah. thoughts. And I said, uh, you know, if I, I can't be feel sorry for you because I told you don't believe thoughts. <laughs> she, you know, you know how messed up you are when you, you know, because Satan will say one thing one day and then something next day. You know, you probably you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, but anyway, so it's it broken uh, and uh, you know I'm um, just try to live in the present and you Good. know I can't can't do anything about it and you know I can't <laughs> it's interesting so she did she break up with you over text uh, no she did she actually came to me but okay. you know she gave me some excuses yeah. and actually yes pizza was one of the excuses she gave <laughs> me when she broke up with me <laughs> and I was like, well, yes, it's not me, so I don't get, right. I don't get it. <laughs> but then she just given me all these kind of excuses throughout because, and you know, because we had texted each other anyway. But you know, it's just one of the last messages she gave me. She told me that she wanted, to, uh, she had this idea to change me. I mean, she could have been honest and told me that long ago. Right. But. Uh, that, so that's, that's asking too much. That's asking too much of most women. <laughs> that's what, asking what, too what much of most say? people, to be honest. To be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, I've been, you know, I've been honest all the time, and you know, right. And she, she tried. She tried to um, uh, persuade me in different things, and you know, I, I observed it, and I saw that she, you know, she tried to do it way again. Yeah. But I, you know kind of ignored it until she it, she it got strong enough that I just told her that uh, I don't going to follow a woman. I don't going to follow a man, but I don't going to follow a woman. Good. So, you know, I don't going to do this thing because you want it. I have to see it for myself. And, you know, that happened a couple of times. But, you know, she ne- always came back to me. So I thought, well, if she comes back to me and I'm honest with her, you know, things going to get do fine, you know. But right. in the end, in the end, she believed her thoughts, yep. and she, you know, kind of, yeah. And, uh, well, she judged me, but I realized that I had, well, I kind of judged her after it because I felt, you know, like betrayed. But then I, you know, just realized that, you know, I can't I can't judge her, you know. Yeah. She, she's not in uh, control. Right. You know. That's so. That's that's the that's that's the lost news. That's life, Samuel. That's good though. It's I mean, it's a good thing if if she's not willing to, you know, if she was in it to try to control and change you, you are in the long run you're going to be happy that 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 ended. In all honesty, I why I actually a couple of months before I met her, I uh, prayed to God to meet. Wife, okay. But I did it not to have a woman. I don't care about it. I want a family. I want children. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, I'm getting older. I mean, 35, uh, and I just, you know, I I don't. I really, I still really want to have a family. I want to have children. Okay. And I'm really looking forward to it. But I will not pray for another wife. I <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, God just had to put one. That's funny. Me. In Jesse's speeches, Jesse Lee Peterson, he would say that he used to ask God for a wife and different things, but every woman that God sent to to him, he couldn't handle her, and he would end up 
breaking it off, or he would see that she was trying to control. And mm-hmm. he he broke off a um a uh, what is it called an engagement as well, or two. <laughs> so, but you know the funny thing is that I mean I realize now that she thought that she was uh, choosing me kind of right like, like she chose me. But I mean I I think it's just ridiculous because I see that the power is in the man and I chose her. Nice. And, you know, it's kind of funny. And I think that per- perhaps that's one of the problems with women, that they think that they choose the men. And that's why, you know, they get messed up. Yeah. You know, it's not... The, the children doesn't choose the parents. You know, the parents True. choose the children. Yep. And the man choose the wife. I mean, that I, if I didn't want her, I wouldn't, you know, propose. And and she doesn't see that the power is in me. Kind nice. Of. She didn't see it. Yeah. Well, that's a good report, Samuel. Are you sitting by the dock of the bay? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no, I'm not. But you know, I'm you know, it's it, it, I'm not super well. I mean, I'm well, but I mean, I I wish I could be a bit more relaxed about it. But uh, I mean, I'm just trying to be in the present, and I you know, doing a silent prayer, and I know I will uh, I will uh, manage. But uh, right. you know, I, I don't really like it. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good to hear from you, and I li- I definitely appreciate the story. I think a lot of people can relate. Well, yeah, I always want to keep you up to date. Yeah, appreciate that. It's nice to have a friend in Sweden, or a, yeah, or a few it's friends. Great to have a friend, you know, at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know? true. I, I mean, I I try to talk to people, but you know, I'm uh, people are messed up. Yeah, you know, there are a couple of there's at least two or three or or more. Um, Jesse Lee Peterson listeners in Sweden, so, um, so just FYI. But anyways, yeah, I know. Yeah, Samuel, um, let me put you on hold. I appreciate talking with you, and we'll talk again. But Nick, Jesse's producer, wants to talk with you. So okay, let me put you on hold, and and we'll talk again another time. Take care. Yeah, take care. All right, hold on. Let me get to Rick out of Hampton, Virginia. Rick, good to hear from you. Thanks for calling. Good to hear from you, James. How you doing? Doing fine. What's up? Man, you know, I want to come comment on that fight you first, you first played when, um, when, um, golly, um, when, when your show first came on? Yeah, the Bernie rally with the Bernie bros fighting. Yeah, you know what, man? What you expect when you get a whole bunch of godless liberals together, black, white, Hispanics, you get a whole bunch of angry folks, and all of them probably won't say, I won't say college debt, miraculously gone. People with Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you know, and, um, that's what you get, man. And you get, um, I don't know, I don't know if that other guy was sort of, the one I kept saying, bro, bro, you know, uh, right. <laughs> he wanted to have a black gun. What difference does it wear? Make it, he's like with a shirt on. That's just right to wear that shirt. Who are you was telling us? I know. You, can't, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Remember, most liberals, when you when you talk with a liberal, they, they get emotional. They uh, get mad when you disagree with them. Then when you talk with with a conservative man, right? You when you listen to Fox News and CNN news. Now, one thing I can say about most most Fox News, they tend to be alpha males. When you talk to them, they don't. Get upset and just try to put a point to. But when you talk to a reporter from CNN, they screaming. They better come to the TV <laughs> screen because you know what's up. You ever noticed that, James? I 
I haven't, but, well, I mean, I have noticed that reporters in general are a bunch of liberals, well, I, and they're pretty weak. So that part is true. I put out Fox News uh, reporters. I haven't really noticed. I haven't noticed. It's an interesting question, though. I'll have to pay more attention to that. I tend to look at when I see him, you know, that's why I miss Bill O'Reilly. I like, I like I know. Tucker Carlson. I'm glad he came in. He, he did a good job filling in for um, Bill O'Reilly, but I didn't like I agree. how they got Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, me neither. I did not like what they did to Bill, but that's the world today. And I can understand him being a little angry about because he was on the Jeff Lee Peterson show. And he said he was a little angry, you know. Um, yeah. He's he very successful. I love his show. He's like straight to the point. Yep. You know. He was somebody, he would, he would be somebody who I wouldn't, wouldn't be, the, be a principal at my daughter's school. Nice. Yeah, that he would have been a good principal. He used to be a teacher, <laughs> history teacher or something. Oh, I yeah. think mean, he's a good teacher. I could, I could be on the uh, Bill O'Reilly's teacher. I mean, it's like no nonsense, you know, just when yep. you got to see a real, true alpha male, you know, that one do the right thing and stand behind instead of seeing an emotional woman type man. Yeah. That's just a, so. Totally, man. I appreciate that, Rick. It's nice to hear from you. You too, James. Love you, brother. Keep up the good work. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, Rick. Take care. All right. Let me play that. I have another clip. Let's play it. Let's see what it is. (laughs) Oh, nice. Oh, right on. (laughs) This is the actual footage of them fighting from the CNN. And the friends are breaking them up. <laughs> right on. So that was a that was the fight, a 15 second fight. Thank you to Nick. I think Nick must have grabbed that one. Appreciate you guys pulling that. I meant to separate it out. So that's the Bernie Bros fighting. Pathetic. You know, I had a super chat yesterday um, about that caller. <laughs> Bernie Bros gone wild. About that caller from Jerusalem who called in, Jerusalem, Israel, who called in, or Jerusalem, Palestine, <laughs> if you're a hater, but um, who called in to my show, Ofek, I think was his name, from Jerusalem. And he was talking about this crazy, I forget, something dumb is going on here in the United States where they're trying to basically control the people. They're trying to make it illegal to discriminate on the basis of something. And I forget. And we have a right to discriminate on anything. Hairstyle, um, so-called sexuality, which is really perversion. Um, Man or woman, pretty or ugly, um, handicapped or not. (laughs) Um, What else? Race. We have a right, we have a fundamental right in as a natural human right to discriminate with our stuff, with our, the jobs that we offer. If you're a business owner and you create a business and you're hiring somebody and you want to float out, you have a right to discriminate for any reason whatsoever. But there are laws in this country and in, in some of these states that are infringing on those rights. They're unjust, evil laws. And there's this law that they're pushing or bill, in some cases it is already law, in California, New York, New Jersey, 
called the Crown Act, and 22 states are pushing this stuff already. It's a nationwide effort, the Crown Act, C-R-O-W-N, right? And Crown stands for something dumb. And so Mays called in, you know, my favorite caller, claiming that if anybody's taking taxpayer money, you have to surrender your human right to discrimination, and you're not allowed to discriminate. But if you're indiscriminate, then your business is going down the tubes, and you have no control over your own, have, don't have proper control over your own business. And I, sa- I said, no, that's ridiculous, Maze, that's evil. You're, you don't have a right to violate people's rights just because you're taking money from the government. But even still, this bill is not even about taking money from the government, at least as far as I've heard. But regardless... Ofek from Jerusalem, Israel, called in, and he said, for private businesses, they shouldn't be forced. But if you're, a, if you're part of the government, you should be forced to hire these people. I disagree with him about that. But, you know, the whole, the whole, the government's not allowed to discriminate, that's a wedge. That's a communist ploy to make it so that even private people, private businesses and individuals can't discriminate. So don't fall for that. It's a slippery slope, OFEC and everybody else. And Maze, <laughs> Maze pretends to believe in freedom. So I got this super chat from in uh, DLive.tv, a Nijagini, actually. I appreciate that. This is a very late reading of that super chat, almost 24 hours later, but Mobeta Jenkum donated a Nijagini. Thank you. And said, take your politics to Israel. Leave my people alone, caller. <laughs> Which is a fair point. But, I mean, I, I don't mind that guy calling in and voicing his opinion. But, Ofek, I, I do disagree with you about um, the government does... the gov- Government employees should discriminate against people with wild hair. I don't want my taxpayer dollars going to um, the paycheck of some wild-haired person who's probably a radical. Anyways, somebody with that hair doesn't have their mind right. Exceptions to the rule, there may be some people that just don't know better, but they have a good character. And then maybe when they wake up, they'll stop having that wild hair. (laughs) But anyways, I just wanted to to read that super chat for you guys. And I wanted to cover that World Health Organization mess that I read at the end of the third hour of Hake News. At the beginning beginning of the third hour of Jesse Lee Peterson's show today. The World Health Organization is evil, and they are pushing... Mess. They're part of the UN, the United Nations, and that's run by a bunch of anti-American people. They're hateful, evil people pretending to be good. They're wolves in sheep's clothing, right? So they predict that there's going to be an in- a 60% increase in the number of cancer cases over the next few decades worldwide, right? And especially in poorer countries, lower income countries. And they say that um, the number of people exposed to cancer risk factors is why these poorer countries, lower income countries, have higher rates of cancer incidence, right? Related to infections such as cervical cancer from HPV. I don't know what that is, and nobody call in and tell me, because I don't really want to (laughs) know. But um, that's more, the lower income suffer that more than the higher income countries. Because higher income, you're more spoiled and you can live more degenerately and still get away with it. You know, you can buy the pills that take away the symptoms of your evil, of your degeneracy. 
Poorer countries tend to have higher rates of smoking and other lifestyle choices that put people at risk. However, the, the WHO, World Health Organization, says millions of lives could be saved if governments even make minimal investment in cancer resources. Oh, yeah. Swoop in. Donate more money to World Health Organization, right? Don't give more power to them. Stupid. Swoop in with your phony solutions to worldly fake health organization. United Nations scum. So I just wanted to read that about that to you guys. Um, let's see. Oh, you know what? At the beginning of my show, and, and then I will get to calls. Hang tight, callers. At the beginning of my show, I showed, and is this true? I don't know, but I'm presenting it to you. And it looks like it is true, but I haven't looked and confirmed. But look into this for me, guys. National File reports. I hadn't heard of National File, but somebody posted this in the D live chat. Man raped three children, released on bail twice by the same, same judge within a week. Accused of assaulting his own daughter, which I don't believe. Um, most fathers wouldn't do that. But maybe, maybe it may, meant his girlfriend's daughter. That is more believable. Step-parents tend, not tend to do that, but step-parents more frequently do that than real parents. Raping a teenager and next-door neighbor's child and molesting an infant. Raymond Hernandez. He Hispanic. <laughs> 29 years old from New Mexico is alleged, innocent unless to, proven guilty, right, guys? Alleged to have raped a 13-year-old girl who was his girlfriend's daughter, okay? And then beaten her friend before being taken into custody January 15th. It was alleged he... Pl I don't understand this word, word, but it's in the article. He plied his girlfriend's daughter and her friend with alcohol before carrying out the assault. And that's according to KOB4. And so that's what makes me think that this may be a real story. KOB4, which looks like it's Albuquerque, New Mexico-based news outlet. Judge Ernest Ortega granted Hernandez, uh, Ernest Ortega, he Hispanic, right? Granted Hernandez bail after posting the required $10,000. And when I read that, I was like, oh, at least he didn't get no money bail, right? It wasn't no money bail. But it's kind of a bad joke because if he really did those things, he shouldn't be let out. But it's crazy. I just wanted to present that story because if you were watching the video at the beginning of the show, you would have seen that headline show up. And sometimes I show headlines that I never get to. So I'm trying to break that habit. Um, let me get to some callers, though. It's coming to the end. Antonis out of Chicago, Illinois. Am I pronouncing your name right, Antonis? Yes, you are. Nice. First time caller. Appreciate you calling. What's up? Oh, uh, well, geez, man. I have such a, like, this is going to, this is a really long story, man. I hope you can listen to it. So, so um, okay, I live in Chicago, right? Yeah. And over here, we have, like, a considerable Greek population. Like Greek? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you Greek? Greek yeah, Greek-American. Okay. Greco american And I have a lot of, like, Greek friends, ethnic Greek friends, you know, from family and stuff like that. And the thing is, like, we have a humongous, like, there's a humongous entitlement problem in our community. And I honestly, like, I honestly, I, I just wanted to hear you talk about it a little bit on your talk show. Because, like, you guys seem to, like, really be interested in topics like these. And, like, a lot of people there don't seem to take this stuff seriously. Yeah. 
like it's a huge problem in our community. It's like I believe that is, honestly, like this main like this, this it's almost hard to believe that this actually happened. But like, needless to say, oh, the person involved in the story, I don't talk to him anymore. You know, okay, he's a scumbag. Like I want nothing to do with him anymore. Dang. All right. So basically, uh, I have uh, another friend. You know, he's actually from Greece. He's from Crete. Okay. Um, he moved to Chicago. He's here, like, in the inner city with us. And which is not my friend anymore, actually. Um, his name is also Antonis. Uh, me and him, we were walking, like, on a... It was an avenue near a hospital. Some I don't even remember the name of it. But uh, as we were walking... We were just having a normal conversation, walking along the street. This guy, you know, I'm kind of having a normal conversation with him. He speaks a little bit of a broken English type of deal. You know, he does speak English. He learned it in Greece, but yeah. you can hardly hear, like, you know, he has very thick Greek accent. You can definitely tell. He's really in touch with his roots and everything. So we were walking in the street, and then as we're walking, you know, across the street, there's this guy, and uh, we, you know, he's not, like, I don't want to sound racist or, you know, he's not like Caucasian, you know, you could tell he's kind of like, uh, not, not, he's kind of like Turkish or something like that. Okay. Does that make sense? And like, he looks Turkish, but like it later turned out that he wasn't even Turkish. You know, he was an Uzbek. Okay. But you know, like if you look into the history behind it, you know, the Uzbeks and the Turks are kind of the same race of people, so to speak, something like that. So like they look very similar. And, um, basically what happens is this, Greek guy, Antonis, um, we're talking to him, and then across the street, there's this guy who he assumes to be Turkish. He, I mean, he just had very, like, Turkic features about him, and he's, you know, a tall, skinny guy, not like that. You know, my uh, my friend, he's kind of like this sort of, not like, not, he's not buff like a bodybuilder, but, you know, he did a lot of, like, uh, he was like a farmer back in Greece, and he does a lot of manual labor. So, You're you know, talking about the other, Anto- Antonis, right? Yeah, my friend. Okay. I'm also Antonis, you know, but um, name was Antonis um, Montana Poulos or something like that. I don't even remember his full name. Well, don't give his name. uh, Yeah, sorry. And um, he looks like a pretty tough guy, you know, farmer, like, you know, like like he can carry a lot of weight, something like that. And he sees the Turkish-looking guy, like he's talking to a girl, and then the girl, you know, she's She's wearing a shirt that says Albania on it, right? Like what a mess! You know, like the country Albania. Yes, right. And the Turkish guy, he's talking to her, just having a normal conversation, going about the day. And then my old friend—I don't like honestly. Right, I understand. (laughs) He goes, he attacks the Turkish guy. Physically attacks him. Yeah, physically attacks. Like goes, like like, tackles him like a linebacker, starts like like punching his face in yeah. on the concrete. Jeez. Like, I pull him, I pull the guy off him, you know, I'm also kind of like, you know, like... Strong? Uh, pull the guy off him. Okay. And, uh, he's, uh, the, the girl, she's, she's visibly shaken, she's kind of scared, obviously, <laughs> she doesn't know what's going on, and then this, you know, the guy who looked like he was Turkish, he's like, oh, what are you doing? You can't, like, you're assaulting me, something like this. Yes. And, uh, the Antonis guy, he says, you wouldn't even believe what he says. He starts talking about how apparently his great-grandmother back in Greece, like right after World War One, so to, like around that time, 
I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but there was a war between Greece and Turkey, okay. something like that. And um, apparently, like, this Greek guy, you know, he's like, uh, like, in hindsight, I'm guessing that he was part of some kind of, like, Greek neo-Nazi party or something like that. But I'm <laughs> okay. not really sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say neo, like, fascist, something like that. Right. And he is saying that, like, you know, he's accusing the Turk, saying that, like, um, my uh, the Turks bayoneted my great grandmother, and he's saying this to him in like broken English or something like that. <laughs> and he's he's saying that like um, oh Jesus, this, I, I honestly I still can't believe this happened. He's saying that like he wants the Turkish guy to pay war reparations for his dead great grandmother. And this right? guy is not even Turkish; he's Uzbek, right? Uzbekistani. Yeah, and then you know what he does? He might he, he pull after like mind you, this guy's this, the Turk. His face is a bloody mess at this point. Like wow. you know, he's just kind of like so he pulls his wallet out of his jeans, right? The, the my friend, <laughs> old friend Antonis, and he, he thinks that like it's okay for him, like. The, the, in his head, like he made him pay war reparations. Oh, so your fr- your your ex friend grabbed the the guy's wallet, reached into the other guy's pocket, and grabbed the wallet. Yeah, and he says like, "Oh, you scumbag, good for nothing Turk!" Like, <laughs> you know, like I'll make you pay war reparations. Wow. And yeah, and like, Jesus, whole thing. Like, I, I feel bad that I was even associated with that's, that guy. Like, that's hilarious, uh, man. You know, I mean, I say it's hilarious, but it's that's so typical, and that's why, like, that universal, universal thing of, like, what Jesse Lee Peterson says talks about with anger or victimhood, um, it's it's a poison, like what like what Jesse calls it, with the antidote healing America from the poison of hate, blame, and victimhood. It was what a mess. We don't need to bring, be bringing is, in the all these. Is, though, this guy, this Greeks. guy, he's actually like a full-on Greek Orthodox Christian. You know, the type that Justin yeah. Peterson would have been proud. And there's actually a video of him on YouTube. Apparently, somebody posted it. It's called a uh, Greek guy road rage. It's like this whole, okay. like, this whole spiel where this guy, like, he drives down like into a hospital. He almost runs over a pedestrian. Right. Same guy. And then like, he, yeah, and, like he's arguing y- with your the friend. Well, ex-friend. Right. Uh, I want nothing to do with this guy. <laughs> That's funny, Antonis. Well, I appreciate the story, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah we will address... I, I would be happy to address that. I've seen... I saw a video about the the Greeks, put out by Greeks, you know, some of the more establishment, George Stephanopoulos types. Yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to talk about that. Appreciate your call, Antonis. Let's talk again. All right, yeah. All right, Absolutely. take care, man. Let me get to, oh, somebody said something to me. It was funny. Um, I'll have to look for it. But let me. in the meantime, let me get to Hector out of New Mexico. Hector, am I pronouncing your name right? Hey, uh, hey, hey. Hey. Hey, uh, there was a call. You remember that caller? You guys posted it on YouTube. It was a clip of a name. The guy was, his name was Jim, and he started talking in tongues. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that we posted that. That's funny. Yeah, Jim from, um. <laughs> He's been a longtime caller from West Palm Beach, Florida, and he talks oh, about the evolutionary theory. And then Jesse asked him if he speaks in tongues and had him. And he just on demand, on request from Jesse, started speaking in tongues. It was very interesting. And Jesse yeah, asked him about that stuff and what it meant and all that. And yeah, what do you say about it? I, well, I thought it was funny because Jesse just got off speechless. <laughs> right. And- 
he just responded after that and like what did you say what would that mean <laughs> right it's a good um, question right yeah but you know so this is why i was calling because i read a comment on the internet and there was a person saying that the reason why they don't have faith anymore is because of critical thinking uh, they don't like to have put right. their faith into anything god what have you and and they said that it was all in due to because of critical thinking and critical thinking is great and blah 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 and so i just wanted to add to i guess that um conversation that that's probably one of the reasons why we have so many atheists today yeah it's because they all want to critical think about <laughs> whether or not there's a god uh there's a devil instead of just having faith and taking that blind uh taking that leap of uh what do they say and they say having faith is like taking a blind leap of faith. Uh, yeah. I don't know the saying either. I can't remember what yeah. it is. Um, but uh, real quick, I got the, um, I had pulled up the definition on cdc.gov for HPV. Let me read it. Oh, you. okay. <laughs> oh, man. Is this no, going to be traumatizing? Saying, no, I, it, <laughs> All right, go for it. Kinda, I, I, got, I, got, no, I got halfway into it, and it sounds kind of gross. So I don't okay. think I want to read it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, I appreciate uh, you doing anyways, that. Anyways, yeah, nice talking. Have a nice day. <laughs> All right. Appreciate that, Hector. You're right about that. Um, people do have, I don't know, the stuff that the atheists get hung up on, I personally have no issue with. Like, who cares? Like, they talk about the miracles and different things that happen, like, are written about in the Bible. I'm like, why do you even care? That's, like, the main thing is, like, living right. But anyways, um, I got this. I found the thing that I wanted to address. Peter on Periscope. Peter Gozinha says, Hey, Hake, I tuned into Asmodore's show and you said like three sentences. Yeah, I think I got to get better at being interviewed because um, maybe I could be a little more, elaborate a little more on my points. Appreciate that input. I talked more than three sentences, but. But somebody else gave feedback along those lines. I think Dylan might have said that he wished Dylan, my de facto producer, um, he said that he wished that I had talked more too. I heard so interesting. Yeah, I'm not. I this is that's actually my second interview ever that I can think of, at least as as far as since I've started the Hake Report. So I'll get better, man. It's it's certainly not Asmodor's fault. He's a talker, but he invites, he definitely invited me to engage. So maybe I'll talk more next time. Appreciate you tuning in, though. I don't know if it was recorded. Um, so you kind of have, with D Live, you kind of have to catch the stream or catch it within a day or two. So I don't know if it's recorded anywhere or not, but there you have it. Um, it, was a it was a very fun interview. I liked the points that I did make. So, and I liked the points that he made, so that was cool. You know, um, I was thinking about whites waking up. Whites who are kind of into their whiteness waking up, as well as whites who weren't particularly into their whiteness, kind of like uh, Mr. Badger. Just waking up, that's cool. Um, and part of it's thanks to, like, the truth that Jesse tells, Jesse Lee Peterson. And then part of it's, you know, people in, the, in their own lives are seeking or something they're open 
So that's cool. I really appreciate hearing that. Let me tell you briefly um, about Andy No. Andy No, he's kind of a liberal in my opinion. I mean, not kind of, he is. But he is an independent journalist. He's covered Antifa. And he's tried to be quite objective, I think, in terms of what Antifa is doing, as opposed to the, you know, the Proud Boys and the alt-right and whoever else has gotten into fights, uh, Patriot Prayer and all these organizations that have gotten into fights with Antifa or defended themselves and others from Antifa, because Antifa likes to hit and accuse and hate and uh, abuse and assault and batter white people who are not far left like them. Maybe they fight each other too, who knows, right? Bernie bros, right? But um, they are the disgusting people, Antifa, and they're blind. I wonder if any of them will wake up, like hear Jesse and wake up. But there's some like Black Lives Matter supporters and Black Panthers who have. But Andy No and other independent journalists like to cover them honestly, as opposed to the mainstream media. Right. Andy, no, he happens to be a homosexual, like openly, shamelessly homosexual. I mean, I don't think he flaunts it, but he says that he I think he says that he is. And so it's known that he is. That part is not a positive thing, but whatever. People have their issues. Well, he's been covering Antifa and he was famously hit. And people accuse him of putting himself in a situation as like a publicity stunt. I don't know if that's true or not. But that's what some people say. But he was famously hit and, like, milkshakes thrown at him and different things by these Antifa people. Milkshakes are what, you know, Antifa and the far left throw at whites, people that they call Nazis, anybody who's a nationalist, anybody who's for generally for decency. Well, they accused him, I have a little picture, of putting up a kill list because he releases these Antifa mugshots and tells a little background of these people. You might have to zoom in on it. But Antifa accuses Andy No of providing a kill list to, to this group called Adam Waffen. And Adam Waffen is like an accelerationist white group according to Wikipedia. Pretty extreme, at least according to Wikipedia. I don't know if it's true or not. But Adam Waffen is basically they are reputed to have committed murders and things like that. And they accelerationist means they want to start a race war or whatever in order to um, destroy America and be able to rebuild it the way that they want it to be. And that's not wise, but um, he's they're accusing him, which I don't think that he supports Adam Waffen or any uh, so-called neo-Nazis. But it's ridiculous. They're evil. And they're, they're actually providing a kill list by saying, hey, take this guy out. So they're evil. Anyways, just wanted to present that to you. Check out the 90s show from yesterday if you did not already. Good versus evil. I have the, the thumbnail. Um, and we'll be putting up the podcast to Jesse Lee Peterson highlights. Different from the Jesse Lee Peterson full show podcasts. You can find that by going to jlptalk.com. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Great calls. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow on the Jesse Lee Peterson Show and The Hake Report. TheHakeReport.com, jlptalk.com.